0: Yes, Mr. Micah. Um, Did you take a shower? I did take a shower today, yes. Thanks for asking. Well, welcome to the Cut for Time podcast here at the Canton United Methodist Church. My name is Pastor Klan, joined by Eric Stearns, and we're digging into my message from Sunday, which was all about the road to Emmaus. We're entering into a road to Emmaus sermon series, uh, digging into the parts of the story to hopefully understand the whole of the story. And so today we focused on Sunday's message about sharing the road. Um, Jesus shares the road with these two disciples and points them in the right direction. And so our our task and our goal and our mission is to share the road with other people, uh, to help them come to understand who Jesus is better, um, to, to facilitate those things and facilitate the spirit moving and working in their lives. We're also going to dig into one of the funniest moments that's ever happened in church uh, with a very interesting question from our friend Micah, um, but uh, we're just going to dig into how we share the world with others.
1: So let's get into it. Sounds good. I know how some podcasts open um, open with like a, a, a sound clip every week, you know, yep. the same sound clip every week. I really feel like a conversation about you showering. Should probably open the open the podcast every week. I don't know what you think, but oh my gosh.
0: And I will tell you, I answered the phone on Monday at the, at the church and someone asked me again, did you shower? Because they were in church <laughs> on Sunday. So <laughs> that one has endured.
1: That's, That's good. good. That is one of the funniest church moments of my life. Very yep. proud of my nephew for that one.
0: That was a good one. <laughs> and I, I watched it back because because and Micah was sitting right next to me, so it was mic'd, and you yep. can absolutely hear it on the live stream. Oh, um, good, yeah, oh yeah, you, because like when because Everett answered a question and one of the carpenters answer, answered a question, you can hear them, which is why I reiterate a lot. Um, you know when when kids say stuff like that, but you can hear Micah perfectly. <laughs>
1: So <laughs> which makes a perfect podcast intro.
0: <laughs> yes. Not complete without watching your daughter absolutely just face palm harder than I've ever watched someone <laughs> face palm. Like her reaction is brilliant. Once the Carpenter boys realize what was just asked is even better.
1: But oh, you know. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> so uh you gotta tell me the story of the 1812 overture.
0: Yeah. So um, I showed the TikTok, um, which probably is the first time in the history of the Canton United Methodist Church that's ever been said in a sermon. But uh, hold
1: on. TikTok's dumb. Anyway, continue. <laughs> that's fair.
0: But yeah, no. So it was that person kind of scat singing to the uh, Stars and Tribes forever. Um, and as my wife threw me under the bus, that has absolutely happened in my vehicle before. Um, but my. Uh, one of the times I was driving to Aberdeen, I had the 1812 overture on and I looked down at the speedometer and I was going about 110 miles an hour. And, uh, I thought to myself, uh, that's not good. We're going to slow that one down. And I was like, okay, I have to pay more attention when I do that next time. And, um, I put the 1812 overture on again during a drive and yeah, same thing happened. And so that is on my banished list. So I just cannot, I have no chill when it comes to that piece of music. Uh, It's one of my favorites and I just, I love it. And it's just, it just gets you going and the adrenaline flows and then there's cannons and gongs and just, yeah. So I am no longer allowed to drive to that song. That's all there is to it. There is not a thing that we can do, but (laughs) Yeah, no, singing in the car is just, I mean, and that TikTok I did send to like four or five of my pastor friends that have been in the vehicle with me. Um, like, we go down to Church of the Resurrection together in Leewood, Kansas uh, for Leadership Institute. Like, we, we carpool down there. And like two years ago, we sang from about Omaha to Kansas City um, the entire way, just solid. I'm uh, just going through different soundtracks and different songs we'd like and everyone gets to pick a song and no, with, with no real explanation as to why you're picking that song unless you want to. And yeah, we uh, maybe planned our entire road trip last year around how many soundtracks we could fit in during the drive. And we just, nice. we'll just sing nice. the entire way. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: yep. That's who we are as people and that's how it works. It's and that's what we do to keep ourselves pushed through on a long, a long on a long drive.
1: So So on my, uh, you know, I'm, I'm blessed to be able to work for two rural water systems in Northeast Montana. And when I first started, I would drive out there a lot instead of fly. So when I first started at DGR, I'd run up there once a month for a week, um, for about the first three years of my career. Wow. So those first three years I was driving, you know, that trip and I got to know Arnold Palmer's. And, uh, trail mix very, very well, because otherwise I would be sound asleep. Just, you know, the whole feeling where you're like, your head starts dropping and then you snap up and you're like, oh man, I just about didn't make it on You know, didn't about, just about didn't keep yep. it on the road. That happened a lot. Yep. Um, yes. Singing always. I would, you know, you turn on, turn on whatever playlist on Pandora and just go Right. Or on Mm -hmm. Spotify. And then um, running. So you set the cruise control. And the interstate, parts of the interstate system through North Dakota are very flat. And so the car doesn't move. It just goes. And so then you can just run in place as you're driving. (laughs) That's what I would do to keep myself awake. Because otherwise, yeah, I was crashing. And so driving from Fargo to Bismarck, a lot of times in the dark, is a terrible drive. Yes, and so then you end up in Bismarck, son you know half asleep, and yeah, not good. So nope. trail mix, no, not Arnold good. Palmer's. Trail
0: mix mm-hmm. and Arnold Palmer's.
1: Mm-hmm. There you go.
0: We all have, we all have our hints and tricks. Um, you know, I've yep. kind of uh, through the years I've lost contact with Craig, but uh, I think that he is probably still talking to his driver's side seat, as far as I know, and uh,
1: totally understandable. Yeah.
0: Yep, definitely definitely
1: I've, I've had so many 12 hour one-way drives in my life that I can totally get that
0: <laughs> yep yep
1: <laughs> crazy nice
0: yep but again probably not the most advised conversation to have with middle schoolers but uh, it was what it was that's so. right
1: so the one thought I had so you had a card in the on some cues and then in the in the bulletin you want to walk through that a little bit again
0: yeah, sure. Definitely. So uh, the idea around this sermon um, and really this entire sermon series is about watching Jesus and how he invited the disciples into um, a bigger understanding, a bigger you know vision, a bigger whatever. Um, and the, that starts with how he shares the road with them. Um, they are two disciples that are they're they're battle tested and they're forlorn and they're defeated and the, the all the things because of all that's happened, and Jesus is dead and nothing's happening and nothing makes sense anymore. And it would be really easy for Jesus to just show up and say, What are y'all worried about? We're, we're we're good, we're good. But that's not how Jesus does it. Like Jesus obscures his appearance in some way. And just invites them into a conversation by saying, what are y'all talking about? You know, and then allowing them to just talk and that's and so they share the road with one another and it ends up being this magnificent moment where they end up with a deeper understanding of not only them, like, and we're going to get to it next week, but they end up with a deep under a deeper understanding of who Jesus is and what he was doing. And, you know, they come to that to a much larger faith but it all starts with how jesus shares the road with those disciples. and so when we're talking about sharing the road we're talking about bringing in other people into into the life of our church into a life of faith that's going to involve us having to get squishy and you know that might mean that we do lose our spot in church and so kind of as a way of like signaling that being okay i had the pews blocked off which Worked to varying degrees of people paying attention to it or not. <laughs> uh, definitely some not. Um, so kind of as a, as a way to take that with us in a real tangible and like malleable way. Here's this card that's in your bulletin. And it is, it says, I'm a prospective member of the Canton United Methodist Church. Pray for me that God's going to show you one who I am and that God's going to open up doors for conversation to happen. Mm -hmm. And really, that is my hope that people will take that card and place it in a prominent spot in their life, whether that be, you know, on their bathroom mirror, so they see it when they're getting ready in the morning or in their vehicle, because, you know, we're talking about, you know, driving and, and, and whatever, but like, it's my hope that that card represents somebody. And like, I truly do believe that God's already laying names on people's hearts as we take an earnest step and pray about who is it that God wants us specifically because of who we are and the relationships that we have. We all know that person in our life that doesn't go to church, but talks about it, that doesn't go to church, but is interested in some way. Uh, they're, They're curious about a life of faith. We all have that person in our lives. So now it's just really surrounding that person in prayer. Even before they know it and even before you know we've committed to doing anything we can we can at least start with prayer we can at least start with that moment of saying god i think about xyz person and here's the reasons why and just asking god earnestly for an opportunity to invite them to share the road and when we put ourselves to that when we dedicate ourselves to that type of intentional prayer. God works through that, um, you know? And so it's my hope that we will, and also because of the, some of this other stuff we're going to talk about in this series, that we will feel more comfortable and confident and, you know, and and sent, you know, sent literally sent by God to do the work of, and not just to get people in our church, but to really introduce people into a life of faith where they understand who Jesus is, where they can come to know and have Jesus revealed to them, by the presence of a community, by the breaking of bread and the sharing of a cup, and by just getting to know who Jesus is through through the work of ministry.
1: It's ultimately our jobs, right?
0: It is, yeah. It is ultimately our jobs. Yeah, there was a quote um, a couple of weeks ago, there was a quote from William Barclay that I just about put in the sermon, but I don't think that I did. I think it's something that did get cut for time uh, from the Lenten series, and maybe even the Easter sermon on the walk to Emmaus um, the table at Emmaus basically um, where William Barclay writes that the Christian faith is not really ours until we pass it on to someone else. And that has been really sticking with me that it's not mm-hmm. entirely ours until we pass it on to someone else.
1: That's cool. So.
0: Yep. So I had the seats, I had the, you know, I had the, the, the pews blocked off with those cards, with the larger cards in order to just kind of say, What would it look like if these were people instead of cards? Like how would that, how would that change who we are and how would that be just awesome if that, if these were people rather than, you know, just pews and cards or cards and pews. And so Mm -hmm. just kind of trying to have that visual moment as well of saying, you know, this could be people if you, if we will all take the challenge and invite someone.
1: What is your number one tip for making the invite
0: yeah that's a great question um my number one tip is earn the right to have the conversation um you know to not just i mean it can happen that you know random person on the street you go up to them and and go up to them and say you know hey can i tell you about my church i mean that can happen, and that can work, and you can enter into those conversations. And God bless you. But I think that things happen. I think that I think that invitations are more welcome around people that we know and love, and that that, that, that mm-hmm. know and love and trust us. Um, it's the stamp tramp conversation from How I Met Your Mother. Like, if we give recommendations that are not good, people are not going to listen to them. And if this is the first recommendation you give someone, you want to go jump right to church people are going to that can shut people down that can shut people off, you know, and so that's my my biggest tip is to earn the right to have that conversation, um, you know, to, to, to build intentional relationship with people. And if we're praying about it, God's gonna open that window. Um, God's gonna is gonna make that opportunity happen, where it is it where it's an organic expression of conversation that's already happening. You know where you can. You know, maybe they mention something like, "Hey, we're going through this, and you know, um, we 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 feel alone or we feel isolated." We can say, "Hey, you know, there's a place where you belong, just by walking in the door, and that's the church that I attend." And can I can I? And then you ask the question, "Can I tell you more about it?" Mm -hmm. You know, and that's where that's. I think that out of that natural expression of of concern, that natural expression of. Of just, you know, that natural development of the relationship is really the best place that evangelism happens. They trust you.
1: so You're not jamming it down their throat. Yep. You're not talking at them. Yep. And that's the thing, too. Like, you can can think about people who don't have a relationship with God right now Mm -hmm. um, that really don't want to hear about it either. And that can be so, I mean, you can have that conversation with them, but they're not going to listen you not, you Absolutely. can't force anyone to do anything. Right.
0: Right. Absolutely. And like that can do so much like that, that can be the end of the friendship, like straight up, mm-hmm. like that can damage the relationship to where it's irreparable. I mean, right. where, where they will just look at you and say, all you want is for me to come to your church. Like that's the only reason why we start, why, why we're friends is because you think that, yeah, that can, but if you, if you do just dive in, I mean, that's why we're praying for God to open up opportunities is for yeah. for those conversations to naturally happen.
1: Anything else you cut this week?
0: Um, not really, because they, I mean we're not doing communion every week, every week again right now, and so like plenty that, of time you
1: know, in church this week for you frees to talk. Up
0: a whole lot of time, <laughs> like in the rolls. I mean, and not that this is a problem, but there was there were fewer moving pieces with, with worship this week with no choir. Like mm-hmm. I I really did not feel like I cut anything, and this sermon was a little bit longer than than most. So
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, you can always tell how much you cut by the amount of time that shows up on Spotify. I'm like, mm, that one there is not much cut than in this week. Yeah,
0: no, there is not much cut. Yeah, this was ended up being a pretty, you know, I mean, we had a 37 second video clip, which kind of you know added some time to it, but also sure. this is purely a a, a sermon feedback question. Um, was there too much goofing around? Was that too much? Was that too distracting to get into this? To, to get into the message or? How did you, you feel mean, about that? What do you mean? That?
1: I just felt mean? like
0: the my sermon intro felt a little bit lighter than most. I mean, it was still a personal story, which is what I is how I prefer to start sermons, but it was also kind of joking around and bad driving advice, and then the TikTok, and then, you know, pivoting into pivoting into okay, well, that's not really the point of the story, but it helps us get there because of this. Mm-hmm. And then like I felt, I felt the atmosphere shift when when we really got into it, but I just, I I wondered about my timing. If that was, if there was too much light at the start to then just drop heavy into it.
1: I don't think so. I think you got to switch it up. Okay. Cause if, if, if it feels the same every week, you, you start to lose people in the mundane. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it just, it just, it gets stale almost, yeah. you know, it could get stale anyway. Yep. Um, no, so I didn't think so. Good. I think laughter at the start or during the sermon is a good thing. I think you should interject more jokes in the middle to see who's paying attention. Fair. Um, <laughs> you'll have lost all of the parents at that point or all of the parents with young children at that point. Well, what's next week?
0: Yeah. So next week is the continuation of this series. Uh, One of the things that I mentioned on Sunday is that Jesus listened to the two disciples, offer their interpretation, offer their um, understanding, offer their feelings about what all has just happened. And Jesus does that without responding, at least initially. So Jesus listens to them and listens fully, but then he responds. And he says, you know, this had to happen, right? Like he reminds them of the things that Jesus said, because, you know, he's Jesus and he's the one that said them. He reminds them of what they've heard during his time, to- during their time with him. And they, then he starts to paint that picture of how from like what it says in scripture is how from the book of Moses, from the very start. This all links together. This is how the dots connect. The dots connect to point to Jesus, to point to this moment of the resurrection. Like this is already in God's mind. And so we're going to unpack what that means on Sunday. Like we're going to dig into some Old Testament on Sunday. We're going to we're going to read this story as our primary scripture, but we're going to dig into some Old Testament and and see the ways that the Old Testament really does or the Hebrew Bible really does point to the mess the, to the messiah and to the messiah being Jesus like how the how the stars align and how the world aligns or like it's from the lineage of David and there are things said to other people in the lineage of David about this messiah that's coming and coming through their line um, and so we're going to dig into some of that and, and and see how the disciples saw on that day like, cause that's part awesome. of what opened their open their mind and opened their eyes. And so we're going to hear Jesus share the story and then be inspired. My hope is to be inspired that we will claim our stories as well and proclaim them with boldness in the same way that Jesus does.
1: Awesome. I, I have thought about that time and again of, okay. I always say that, you know, because I don't, I don't know the Bible, well enough to, to to be able to grab all of the things that point to the Messiah in the Old Testament. Right. Thank you for putting all that together for us.
0: Yeah, definitely. And like, we're not going to get to all of it, so like, mm-hmm. watch this case for next week's podcast. I think we're going to have a lot to talk about. Sure. Um, but you know, I, I really do think that we can build a case from a few key pieces of Hebrew scripture that really point to not just the Messiah, but to Jesus being the Messiah. Sure. So. And like, just, and then just also being fair to the disciples and being fair to ourselves because Jesus, like he starts off by calling them fools that are slow to believe. And like, ow, because, you know, that's how we feel sometimes too, but because we do, because we'll hopefully learn better with one another on Sunday, we can claim that for ourselves. And that becomes part of our story as well. That, that we understand how, how this happened, that Jesus is the Messiah.
1: Mm -hmm. So that's good. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us on this week's Cut for Time podcast. Join us again next week in person at 10 a.m. in the church, uh, online, for or for the podcast next week.
0: Thanks for listening to our Cut for Time conversation. Join us for worship in person or on Facebook Live Sundays at 10 o'clock Central Time. And now go in peace and serve the Lord.